a competitor, she feels. Yeah. Actually, I guess she he wasn't in the day because when in the 80s when she was getting big and they were like boy and war, you know what I mean? They had they weren't big mega pop stars like today. Well, I think they were kind of quote unquote underground just as much as Madonna was at a certain point. So, you she know, was. we all knew who YouTube and Madonna was back, you know, in the early 80s. You know, like her songs, I don't know. They don't make any sense. Like uh, they don't need to make sense. It's a bonita- I mean, borderline. Your love is on the borderline. What does it mean? Yeah. Like you're about to fall in love with me. You just things, things are in trouble, buddy. In my love <laughs> over the borderline. What does it mean? You push Doesn't matter. My it's a song. What is it? You got to keep on pushing, my love. They're having What's a frail relationship. About? Like express yourself, right? And then the next yeah, thing I don't she know does, what that's about. does is 100% opposite material girl. Like it's like go for love. The, I, I don't know. I could never which, okay. What's your what's your favorite Madonna song? I don't I um you mean like I if I you know choose which is the best of them because there's no thing. yeah right it's karaoke and you got to sing a Madonna song which one do you sing looks you got cigarettes where do the fucking cartons come from well it's Jill Jill currency oh I got it something uh, something bonita oh the song about the fish the bonita now you see the Rolls Royce yes it is not a BMW replace the Parker Rolls. It is not a Bentley. He's going to put that, that cougar in the rolls? There's well, he's Annie got Ayala. no choice. First of all, he doesn't know it's a cougar yet. He See, he's so ignorant about it. He's on the phone with them earlier, and he's like, listen, don't let it out of its cage, okay? They're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yikes. It's the BC Boys opening for Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> My brother has a, a funny joke. He told me this like 20 years ago. So all due respect to Danny, the late Danny Aiello. But a man walks into his house and he sees his wife is sleeping with Danny Aiello. And the guy goes, Danny Aiello, what are you doing? And Danny Aiello says, well, I got a stint on S uh, CSI. Uh, and then I'm doing a movie in upstate New York. You know, that's hilarious because you could do that with any. Like I could say. Like, I walked in and Anthony Quinn was banging my wife. <laughs> Anthony Quinn, what are you up to? Well, I'm doing Late Night with Anthony Quinn. At the there you go. <laughs> Boom. My brother wrote us another joke. Thank you, Adam. I'm stealing Thank that. Thank you, Adam. Going. Oh, this is why I paid money. Come on, Madonna. Put on the lipstick. Okay, so she is out on parole, and it's frustrating to this... Okay, these are two police officers who were there that in this cartoon in the beginning. They know about okay. the bad guys. They know about the key to some bank somewhere. They know they. I think they know about the picture. I'm not sure. They're like buddy cops throughout, and like they'll, they'll be they'll be in the movie a lot. Well, they'll get mad at each other, and then he'll be like, "That's it. I'm asking for a transfer," you know. And then at the end of the film. <laughs> There's this nice moment when he's like, they doesn't ask for the transfer and they. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's cute. Well, it's, it's like um, comedy. 
He goes, tomorrow morning, I'm getting a transfer. And he goes, well, tomorrow is Saturday. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, well, forget it then. Let's just forget the whole thing. You know, and he goes, okay, I won't get a transfer then. Now, then we're not like, just saying this because Andrew Smith got to speak to us. This movie is well-written. <laughs> it is like, you know, it, it does have a feel of bringing up baby in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like the screwball comedy. It tries. It's because it has a cougar in it. Right, that's right. Because bringing up baby had a had a, I don't know, panther. Yeah, something. It was. I like that film, and in the sense that, like, she's driving him crazy. You got that in this, but okay. So you know, the you saw the punch, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they're like, he goes, "Get her back in here," and they go, "Do you really want her back in here?" And he goes, oh, "No I'll way!" <laughs> you know. So he just she just takes her punch. Okay, That's ridiculous. So Loudon is now going to be like, hi, I'm doing the pro bono work to take you to the bus. And she's not being funny, man. She's just being, I'm pretending I'm an idiot. You know she's not an idiot. That's the thing. You know Nikki's yeah. not an idiot. So you know she's pretending. It's like that the whole film. And it's one of the reasons it's not good. Well, Madonna has been acting. We, we were talking about a film she did uh, in, as an art film, an 8mm film called A Certain Sacrifice, which when she blew up, that movie was unearthed. It's, I think she gets sexually harassed in the film, but she's topless. Oh. So I remember Penthouse publishing stills of Madonna and topless. Gotcha. Uh, and that's on YouTube. We, we will watch that movie eventually. It's only an hour long, though. And That's the thing. It's only an hour. Yeah. Maybe we watch it with that pajama party playboy thing, and that's two hours. Why don't we do that? All right, Carl. We got our next movie. So, okay, yeah. No, uh, oh, go ahead. Finish your thought, because I was just... Oh, I was just going to say, screenwriter Andrew... Co-screenwriter co Andrew Smith, who we just spoke to, he's written for television. He wrote the main event, but one of the weirder things he wrote was the Hugh Hefner Playboy Roller Disco Party live from... Roller Disco uh, and that's on YouTube. So we may watch that in honor of, of Andrew, uh, yeah. along with the Madonna as a double feature. And then we'll have a second interview with him. Yeah. Well, let's see yeah, how you could talk about Hugh Hefner. How great is that? Now, she was, Madonna was just coming off Shanghai Surprise, which was a terrible okay. box office flop. And um, that's the one with Sean Penn, right? Did they meet and get yeah. married or were they already married? They were already married. Yeah, I think that they were already married. I'm not so up on my Madonna history, except for right. the exact time of this film, because I wanted to know what was going on in her life. But I think they were probably already married. Yeah. Now, look, Madonna just touched the cougar. She, right. Madonna calls the cougar baby, by the way. She watched that film, like, researching this. <laughs> Watch a film. Uh, see what other romantic comedies did. Um 1986, Shanghai Surprise failed. Madonna decided to sign onto another comedy called Slammer. Um, but she had to convince Warner Brothers and the film's producer she was ready. Also, she turned down Blind Date for this. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. One of the more, yeah. The it's whole comedic movie. premise of this thing is, can I drive? And he goes, yeah. And then she drives like an asshole. Right, That's with the tiger. A whole joke. Oh, and she takes goes, three you spots. You sideways so, so it doesn't scratch. At some Look point, at those tattoos. I've never seen Madonna's tattoo before on her right arm. Okay. All right. We'll have to see. So, okay. yeah, because 
you know, she's a pop megastar, and pop megastars tend to gravitate towards movies, which we love to watch. Right. And so she had a certain sacrifice back when she was in the New York art scene, I guess, Breakfast Club, the band. But then Desperately yeah. Seeking Susan, 82, 83. Yeah. She was terrific in it, but she didn't really have to act in that. Well, because she wasn't a phony baloney. See, right now, you know she's act. Put on the volume. Let's listen to how she talks. Are you? I'm sorry. We'll catch another one. I'll I'll bring it up then. You'll see what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, we'll get a Madonna speech. Okay. In now, the director talks about this too. That in his opinion, she was just being herself in uh, Suddenly Seeking Susan, and that's why she, you know, came off. Well, also, she wasn't the star of it really. She wasn't. No, the star. no. She she was Susan, right? Like she was it, the. It revolved around her. Right, but she wasn't the star, and she, yeah. Right. So anyway, in this one, she was going over every line. She would always need five extra minutes in the beginning to make sure if her scene, she was supposed to be out of breath, she would do push-ups before the scene. Huh. She was, like, really into getting it perfect. But what that came out is, like, phony. I don't believe her as an actress. Um she had to convince okay uh, i have this whole thing about how she had to convince all these executives that she could pull this off and because she was such a pop star they believed in it now they did she's stealing they did invest you more see, money Sorry, Carl, go ahead and I have to say this. They invested more money in the soundtrack than in the movie, which tells you how much they believed in her music. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's because soundtracks in the 80s were big business, Top Gun mm. and stuff. I just wanted to say she's stealing, as you can see, these cassettes have the uh, protective plastic coating. Yes. That prevents you from... And she stole the one cassette that wasn't in the case. Like when you see her grab <laughs> cassettes, she's grabbing ones that don't have... Look, doesn't have a cassette case right so she's probably getting like engelbert humperdinck and she, right that's right what you get. it's um s-a-t-u-r-d-a-y the bay city rollers she's sam goody's got it when she, it comes to thieving sam goody's got it keith park walked to a sam goody in 1987 and not see madonna everywhere <laughs> that's right yeah she her acting like she's a director carl you know, yeah. she, well, she, she married Guy Ritchie. She married Guy Ritchie, the director, and his second film was um, a remake of this 1974 Italian film about wait, wait, a wait, rich wait, woman. Wait, 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 wait. She just took the tape and put it in that guy's pocket and said, meet me outside. I got to ditch this guy. So it sets the alarm off. Now she can walk through with all her stolen stuff. How could she do that to Michael Jackson? <laughs> okay, you were saying, though. Oh, I love I love thriller. Oh yeah, uh, no, no. I I think I I nailed everything I needed to say. Mm -hmm. She okay. stole the jacket. No. Okay, turn the sound on. We'll get. You'll hear her voice, and you'll Perfect. see what I'm talking about. Start all over again. Well, I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Goodbye, Murray. I'm going to miss you most of all. All right. She's got that little... Uh, no, come on, come on, come on. 
Come on, come on, come on. But I'm supposed to make sure you get on the bus. Come on. Get in. Can I drive? Oh, absolutely. Leave it on. All right. Maybe. All right. Yeah, look at this. But no tricks. No tricks. You hear that? Keep it on. No promise? tricks. I promise. No, I'll promise. tell you when to turn it off, and don't worry, it won't be forever. Good. He promises. Guess no what? Guess what? What? Tricks. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. She, she was married to Guy Ritchie. I don't believe her. She was married to Guy Ritchie. Swept Away was the movie. It's about a, a rich countess or whatever crashes in a plane with the with her like servants or whatever, and they they have class struggles as they are on the island. The remake that Ritchie did wasn't great, and in mm -hmm. fact, he stopped making movies for a while. I got an ad. Got an Damn ad, it. guys. Skip, Skip ad. All right, uh, we are on 24 minutes from, exactly. They were married eight years, Guy Ritchie. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, well, I'm going to give everyone the countdown. I will let you know when we get to 24, 15, 24, 10, 24, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Boom. Thank you for rejoining us. <laughs> yeah. They were married like, eight I, years, starting in 2000. Okay. She did. Uh, he did. Uh, Lock, sock, and two smoking barrels became mm -hmm. an international sensation. Did snatch was kind of more of the same, and then he did swept away, and that movie was bad. And it starred the son of the original Italian actor played the okay. role. It's this weird movie, interesting. And he kind of disappeared, and then he started making like weird films like Rockefeller. But now he's like a you know a normal big time director, so. He kind of yeah. recovered from Madonna. Madonna herself directed two movies, including a film called W.E. I haven't had a chance to see him. I need to... You see how she's just being an asshole driving? That is the whole gag. Well, she is, she is driving a roll, so she has every right. Oh, cheap-ass <laughs> rolls. The fucking muffler popped out. <laughs> Can't find any good help. Any good rolls lately. Okay, there is one, maybe the only good joke in this film coming. So go ahead and okay. put the sound on, and I promise it won't be long. The cop's going to ask her. Okay, Loudon is pretending right, that he's like, oh. Well, okay, here we go. My God, you found us. My husband's having an attic. we got to get him to the hospital. Is this the way? <laughs> That's the joke, okay? That's it. That's funny. Let me see your license. I don't have a license. See, I was only driving because it was an emergency, and I mean, I just—I don't believe um, it. So it's hard to listen to her for the entire movie. Now mute. I hit pause. I'm sorry, people. We are going to be at sixteen oh seven in six seven twenty six oh seven. Sorry about that. You you without. I did that okay. too. Oh, wait, leave it on. This is funny. I'm going to need some information. What's the patient's name? His Loudon. name is Loudon. Loudon what? Clear. I think his name is Loud and Clear. I can't riff on this movie. She's, Madonna's taking my best jokes. <laughs> now, this nurse is another one. Her name is Liz Sheridan. She's just a character actress. You know her face. Uh, Remington Steele. Um... Uh, 
Nope. Play the game in 2009. You'll just know her face. Oh, right. Madonna was married to Sean Penn from 85 through 89. Look, it's and me. What? That's me, sleeping. <laughs> Young you? Young me. That's more Adam than you. Yeah. Oh, look, so he's been out and he has a day's worth of stubble. Look at that stubble, man. Griffin, I'm so jealous. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. His baby classy. face. Yeah, right. It's got a baby face, but then when the stubble comes, it's 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 there. Originally, Sean Penn was set to co-star with Madonna. After Shanghai Surprise flopped, the producers opted to go with Griffin Dunn from his fresh off his success with After Hours. But the thing is, I also hear on the internet he was going to be one of the cops. Sean Penn was going to be one of the cops. Oh, how ironic. Yeah, but he was in jail. Now, he was in jail for being an asshole. He, like, beat mm -hmm. up one of Madonna's friends. And when he was on the set of that movie with this uh, director, uh, James Foley, he beat up one of the uh, extras, you know? And he was in jail for violating his parole, not for those two offenses. That's so crazy. Yeah, what a loser man and you know he's a great actor and an intelligent human being and just, just something about like being in the whole buzz world of madonna i i don't know the i don't want to speak bad about madonna but right okay this we missed a very funny joke i he he runs out to the taxi stand right and he goes taxi taxi <laughs> like he's trying to get a taxi they're all lined up and sitting there you know? <laughs> Uh, I did see you know, Sean Penn at face the, too. Um, I saw Sean Penn at the airport once. Did you? Yeah, well dressed did guy. He, did he sneer at you? Were you hit? What happened? Yeah, I, I don't know. After he punched me, things were kind of blurry. Uh, <laughs> this is guy. No, it was named fine. Sean... It was just a well dressed guy, you know, who looked like it was Sean Penn. <laughs> This is, this is Sean Sullivan, and he's the gun dealer. He was in Back to the Future Part 3 and Wayne's World. And film called whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. So do you think he was like one? You never notice in the Back to the Future trilogy, the, the bad guy always has like... A henchman. Uh, yeah, he's a henchman, right, in 3? I, I don't know the answer because he's so brief in this film, but I right. think he does a good performance. He just He's pretending to be the totally into guns guy. Uh, and paranoid, and it's working. He looks like Yahoo Serious, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Young Yahoo Serious. Mm -hmm. Madonna has six kids. I know. God bless her. And she's going on tour again. So she could feed her children. <laughs> I love Madonna. So, uh, real quick, the other Madonna movies, Evita is a good... Uh, she was in that James Bond movie that she sang the song, maybe The Living Daylights. She had a, a brief fencing scene. And Carl, I told you about a movie called Blue in the Face. Do you remember that? No. So uh, there was a Miramax film based on a Paul Oster novel. Uh, he actually wrote it. And uh, Smoke, I think, Smoke it was called. Right. And it was Harvey Keitel. He owned a cigar shop and it was in the neighborhood. And they made a, a companion piece, Wayne Wang, the director, where... What's they, his they name? All... Wang. Wayne Wang, I believe. Wayne I, Wang? I'm, I'm a little hesitant because I, it may not be him. But what they did was they followed up with, oh, zip. God damn it. 
Oh, and, that's and the, let me just the Rolls Royce. For what? Yeah. Okay. So he is now out of the hospital and discovering Madonna has taken, Nikki has taken it to this shady area to buy a gun. He doesn't know about her like troubles yet with the, um, well, anyway, he knew where she, he was, he's arriving to see this. And now he, the dad's going to give him a call. How's it going, son? You know, um, Great a, a league of their own. She was in a league of their own. So these guys are like what taking the phone and they're they're spray painting the car and they're taking their their pants like something. They're I don't being know. stereotypes. Yeah. About you know like we'll do crime if you're unprotected in our neighborhood we will just do crime. Fuck right. So in the seventies the hubcaps would be removed. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. They were taking the car stereo, all this sort of stuff. So what, one of the guys gets the phone and he goes, Hello. And he goes, he goes, Oh, it's for you. He gives it to Loudon. Car phone. Car phone. Excuse me, guys, I got a car phone. Nineteen eighty seven. Right. Actually, you're right about that, Mike. This is really a kind of prestigious thing we're witnessing. Do you remember that scene in, in Vacation where they, oh, Tommy suit. Skip, skip. Wait, I'm interested. Gummy brought to you by Mike performing on this show. Okay, we are at 32 minutes. I'm going to let you guys know when it's 32.15. So go ahead and set it. I'll be doing the countdown, and then we'll just keep going. So we're at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Thanks for rejoining us. Speak with Carl. I'll be right back. No. God damn it. God damn it. <sighs> Madonna moved to New York City in 1978 to pursue a career in modern dance. After performing as a drummer, a guitarist, and a vocalist in the rock brands Breakfast Club and Emmy, she rose to solo stardom with her debut solo album, Madonna! 1983. Uh, Madonna's popularity was enhanced uh, by roles in such films as Desperately Seeking Sues and Dick Tracy in 1990, A League of Their Own in 92, Evita in 96, while her latter must won her a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress. Many of her films were not well received. Ha ha ha. But the thing about her is she just kicked ass with record sales totally and her world tours made lots of money over 300 i forgot about i forgot about dick tracy you are back oh did you hear me the whole time uh yeah <laughs> i heard you carl talking about madonna playing drums okay. so not to be deterred with all this pressure loud and jeremy piven to get madonna on that bus so wait, is there, are there bodyguards following them? Or is there bad guys? Oh, because they want to get that key. That's right. And they want it. See, Madonna doesn't know what's the bank, you see. But they're both wearing those shirts. She's getting the gun. You'll say it's homoerotic. She's getting the gun um, in order to go to the bad guys and say, which bank is it? You know, that's what her right. whole goal is here. Man, New York City. Now he's like, he's calling in the, the it's, it's of course Loudon's credit card. Oh, wow. Expires 8, 9, 6, 9, 89. 
Now, today you would do some iPad thing, but he has to phone, right, and talk to oh, a human being and give him the number. Yeah. Well, right. He would have a um... – oh, I lost the thread. Sorry. Uh, no problem. Now, she's got her gun, and let's get going. Um, move. We got to move. <laughs> Is that another song the of hers? music. Let your body go with them. Come <laughs> on in vogue. Am I thinking of a different song? Let no, no, that's it. Vogue. Move to the music. Come on in vogue. I don't, I'm not a fan, man. I don't understand. There's why you're nothing not. to it. Vogue. Vogue. Do you ever see Paris is Burning, the documentary about voguing? No. It's great. It's great. People will say that Madonna took like a club style like it was happening in gay clubs in new york city and that she kind of co-opted uh -huh. and came out with this mainstream hit appropriating it just as much as people complain about deborah harry in rapture oh yes actually yeah yeah so that's what people the big complaint about the song vogue is that she kind of basically took other people's culture and just kind of mainstreamed it yeah but you know madonna is madonna she is part of it you know, she's part of culture, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, people like David Bowie would do stuff like that, and they wouldn't get fingers pointed at them. Yeah. Okay, now, you see, she's going to set off the fire alarm. That's going to be the... That's not possible. You can't... Is that true, Carl? You could put a lighter, cigarette lighter yeah. under... Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's heat. It goes off by heat. For... Uh, what is that? Fahrenheit 451? That's the... Yeah. That's paper burning a flame... Um, Carl, what, I gave you my copy of Fahrenheit 451. What did, whatever happened to that? I burnt it, of course. Yeah, oh, Carl. That was against I was the almost state. finished. That was against really? the state. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, in the, I'm a fireman. God. I, got I didn't call. finish it, Carl. I was one chapter left. People who don't know that book are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Everyone knows that book. I'm yeah. not too worried about it. Everybody in their 50s. <laughs> we're watching a movie with madonna listen if you know who madonna is you probably know fahrenheit 451 yeah if you were okay so that's what happened she got her way everyone now she's getting out and it's time to confront the bad guys i don't right. believe her man even when she was going like i'm looking around i'm pretending that i'm surveying the scene i just don't believe her as an actress um, I, this this is my thought. I've, for that Rolls Royce scene where everyone's ripping off his car. It reminds me of the the vacation scene, that kind of racist scene where they uh, stop and ask for directions, and all the black guys steal their stuff. Oh, was that in the movie Vacation? Yeah, the the original. I thought I knew that film well. I don't remember that part. It was written by John Hughes, and he got called out yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, uh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say about that. Okay. Now, yeah. I have things about Madonna's acting. Go ahead. What's your thought? Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Be no, talking. I just want to know what the picture is. Like this picture must be so fucking disgusting that even after four years, he's worried about it. What picture? What's that? The picture in the safe deposit box. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, look. I, I don't know. They were. The bad guys were with Worthington and they were like exchanging money and exchanging certificates, shaking hands. I really don't know what the crime is. 
Like it wasn't caught in the act of sex or killing a baby seal or anything like that? We'll have to wait for the manila envelope. Now, I've seen this film a bunch of times. As you know, we had a few starts and stops, and I saw it in between. So maybe I've seen this film like this is my fifth time, maybe. I'm a little not sure anymore. Sure. And Fair enough. I, I just don't catch that every single time. I don't know what to say. There's a crime, and Worthington wants it covered up. Gotcha. But he wasn't like sleeping with uh, another dude or another woman or a dude and a woman. Maybe he was, and I don't know it. All right. Sounds good. All good. Now, he, she's finally explaining to him what she's up to. She needs to get the safety deposit box. You well, can Carl, turn you know, it on if you want. It's, it's just sure. another example of her not, I'm not believing her. Yeah. Oh, I mean, your glasses, they still oh. fix them. Oh, that's okay. Hey. Look, she's trying to... People mistake the same mole. Okay, I'm done. Talk about her acting now. Okay. Madonna would, Madonna would ask for five minutes to study the script, uh, for example. Okay, Dunn said, Madonna liked her first take the best. Always did. I think my best is around the fourth. She always says, you got it, you got it. She was driving me crazy, just like her character would. We had to make a compromise as to which take is the best. Carl, Carl we, I just skipped ad. It's 40 minutes exactly right now. And I'll let you know when we get down. to 40, 40, 10 seconds. So right now we're six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're all in line. She's Madonna's whistling. Welcome for back. Thank you for re-engaging. Okay, yeah. this is unbelievable. He goes, I'll help you with, but I need that cougar. I have to return the cougar and we can't find him. She goes, how did you do that? Whoa. She whistles, baby. You know, she whistles. And right, how does she have, she's a, that cougar's a familiar. How does she, it's her spirit animal. How in the world well, this I, I mean, honestly, be? like a lot of this, my suspension of disbelief is probably out the window with the gun shooting scene. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, know, they shoot a machine life, gun at him. Yeah. The second day they were filming with the cougar, the cougar did escape and they had to halt filming and go fucking find him. You know, that's going to happen, right? If there's a cougar in a movie, he's going to get out. So if you're shooting a movie in New York City and you have a cougar, <laughs> chances are, you know, the cougar might just step out. Yeah. Ooh, what is she eating? Chicken nuggets with a fork? I think it's Asian. Oh, try some sweet and sour sauce. They're chicken nuggets. Mary oh, that's why she has a it. That's why she has a fork so she can feed it to baby. <laughs> There's bad oh. guy. Yeah, now, from the animation. Right. Doesn't he look the same? Carl, he... that's 40 minutes ago. Right? I saw this guy first as a cartoon character 40 minutes ago. Am I supposed to remember him now? You, but you did. But you did, I right? Did. Well, his name is he Cote looks Cote great Mundy. as a cartoon. I gotta tell you, come on, I don't have a lot of time. Koti Mundi is his name, right? And he yeah. was her Madonna's great friend. He was like a leader of this jazz band. Uh, Kid Creole and the Coconuts. And uh, Oh, I love Kid, Kid Creole. Yeah. So... Well, anyway, that's it. Now, okay. I'm, I feel like I might have been a little rude the way I interrupted you. Were you in the middle of a thought? Go ahead. 
No, no, I was just reciting Madonna. Okay, so now it's basically, you know, I need to know which bank, you know, and, and they're like so scared. All right, all right, never mind. Uh, Madonna wanted James Foley to give her proper direction on set, but he preferred for her to be her real self rather than her persona in music videos. Foley stressed the fact that Madonna was very uptight about her acting into every detail, determined to have the correct portrayal, and that's probably why it wasn't so good. Yeah. And desperately seeking Susan, she didn't know what she was doing. She was just being natural, and that was at her best. Well, I asked for my money back when it came out. I said to the manager, I said, where's Marlo Thomas? <laughs> I came to see that girl movie. Yeah, that girl. That was, yeah, the sitcom would always open up with someone, you know, saying, well, who took that girl? Right? Right. Some dog pissed on me. Whose dog is it? That girl. That girl. I got kicked in the nuts. Who did it? That By girl. February 1987, Madonna's scenes were already shot, although she proceeded to linger on the set to watch Foley and his team work. Foley described her as being around the set as not acting, at, um, not acting was a pain in the ass. Whoa. She won't skimp on cost. She should know that Warner's had a tight schedule, constraints on budget. Lots of complaints. Oh, so just her hanging around the set after her scenes was causing budget issues. Yeah, she would say, like, um, I, I, what I think he means is she would comment on this, we need the car to go over the cliff like it is right now. I mean, that's what she, he's saying. There's tight schedule and constraints on the budget. So she was hanging around making sure her film went to task like she should. Right. But he thought it was a pain in the ass. James By the way, the internet says there's a continuity error. You can definitely see it's a stuntman when the car goes over the edge. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say that car needs to tip over. Right. Now he's got... Remember, he knows how to... He's got a foil. What What did you call it? E-M-E? Yeah, it's in every crossword puzzle. Four letters. Uh, fencing sword. E-P-E-E. -E. E P E E E P. Okay. I didn't know that. I just knew it as a foil, and he's an expert yeah. at it. So now he's got the car antenna. Again, this is not the only fencing movie that Madonna was in. She played a fencer in, in uh, uh, Living Daylights, I think. What? Not the Living Daylights. Gosh. There was a Pierre Bronson movie where she played a fen uh, fencing instructor. Oh, have you seen Body oh. of Evidence? Uh, yes, with William Defoe. Well, William. William. This is kind of entertaining. Yeah. I mean, this I is the... you have to knock the film, but this particular scene, he's doing swashbuckler stuff and teetering over the edge of a... It's and you know what's going to happen. It's more fun than Shanghai Surprise, right? Shanghai yeah. Surprise is unwatchable. Whoa. Whoa! All right. Now, did you see how we didn't see it, Mike? Yeah. It didn't go in the water. Trump that Tower. Trump Tower. To me. Ah. Now, Trump came down uh, for in this scene. We don't. I mean, okay. At one point, when the crew were shooting in front of Trump Plaza, Donald Trump came down from his penthouse for a major photo op with the paparazzi, ensuring he'd be seen with Madonna in the New York Post the following day. 
I mean, literally, the paparazzi shows up at his doorstep. Why wouldn't mm -hmm. you just go downstairs from your penta, take the golden escalator down to you from your penthouse? Right. And... Now, right now, Madonna is saying, I'm bullshit. I'm <laughs> pretending. And Loudon's going, I'm a good actor. And I'm a comedic actor. And I'm doing, right. I'm doing my job right now. I know that, Loudon. One of my favorite Griffin Dunn movies, Carl, you got to check out a film called Me and Him. Me and Him. It came out maybe a couple of years after this. He wakes up and discovers his penis could talk. What? And the voice of his penis is performed by Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers. What is the name of this film? The film is called Me and Him. Me from and Doris, Him. Doris Story is the director. It's one of the best films I've seen. I saw it in the theater. That reminds me of the um, what's the chatterbox? Chatterbox. Yeah, right. We saw Chatterbox with Virginia. Chatterbox. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, talking. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I'm sure he's embarrassed by the film. It's, but it's good. I like it. And he's directed Practical Magic. Griffin Dunn's for me is like a director, you know, uh -huh. just as well as an actor. But he's. He's kind of, he's directed a bunch of stuff. And he goes, every time he's on set and somebody fucks up, he goes, I am done. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know how Ryan Seacrest always says like Seacrest out. Yeah. You imagine it would be like done out. Yes. You told us the first time. It's redundant. Redundant. Oh, skip, skip. Oh, fuck. I you, can't. Man. I have the video will play after ad. I got to uh... watch this guy eat. Jordan, Michael, Johnny Michael B. Good, Michael Jordan. Wait, we'll take his card. <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah. High five. Get back. Just hanging skip out. It. Okay, skip ad. Yeah. We are at 48 minutes exactly, guys. Give him a countdown. They're still in the baby. Wow. God, yeah. I have to say this. New York City looks so great in this movie. <laughs> Everything just pops out, you know? It looks like a beautiful day. Now, look, she's stealing. Who? That girl? <laughs> Who's that girl? Which is, I, I told you, Carl, that song rips off NBC's uh, jingle. I was thinking about it. It's not exactly right, because NBC, who's that? that girl you know you're right it's the it's that the underlying chord on the third note is different than nbc's made it goes who's that then it goes girl you're right you're right but but still you're you're still right for the notes yeah i mean i have my um uh what is that called not accordion never mind so noted all right we went oh, to shopping, it's an ad bro. for Cartier. It's an ad for Tiffany's. Skip ad. Just kidding. It's <laughs> Carl, my algorithm will never give me a Cartier's ad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Look, he's complaining. a character actor, too, who you've seen before. Yeah. So There's that's Trump Tower they walked out of? Yep. Oh, that's I would complain to Mr. Trump. Hey, look, what? Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> when when everybody liked him, uh, right back when he was like 
lawyer. Oh, uh, actually, oh yeah, you're right. Of course, in '87 he was not the mayor. It was 9/11. He was the mayor, and that's so when everyone. Is this Ed Koch's New York City right now? 1987. No, I think that was um, the the David one who Dinkins? sweat all the time. D Dinkins, right? Yeah. No, no, Dink. Well, okay, for sure, 88, 89. It was Dinkins. I don't know when the election cycle was. It was just after Koch or during. Yeah, maybe it's just at the end of Koch. Mm -hmm. Who's that girl? Yeah, I got to get that out of my head. Let's go with another one of her songs. So, also, Papa, I'm, don't I'm, preach. I'm in There you trouble. go. No. Papa, Vogue. Is she got a one-hitter? Yeah. Well, I made up the... my mind. I'm... Get into the one-hit groove. You got to <laughs> prove. You're... Oh, hey, you ever hear an album? Sonic Youth did a, a Madonna album. That's funny. They called themselves Chicone Youth after her real last name. And they cover uh, Get Into the Groove and another song. And then the rest of the album is just them farting around. But it's definitely a curio for fans of Sonic Youth. I'm sure you're familiar with this album. I am going to check that out. Get Into the Groove, sung by Sonic Youth. Yeah, as Chicone Youth. Right, because her name is Madonna Louise Chicone. Yeah. Chicone. Um, she's born in 58, the old bag. Um, her works incorporate social, political, sexual, and religious themes. Oh, they're trying to make her sound like... No, but it is true. Don't you remember she had... A cultural figure of the 20 and 21st century. Yeah. She did a song, and I'm trying to remember what it was, and Pepsi was premiering the world-exclusive premiere of the, her video. Uh-huh. And the video was so charged that they dropped the campaign almost immediately. Well, you know, she... Yeah, she did that book in which she was totally naked. I haven't. Unheard of. She was sitting on a mirror looking at her cooch. People Carl, like, I have the book. On? Oh, I, I don't it. doubt it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> of course you have it. Yeah, of course I have it. It's her kissing like vanilla uh, ice. She's naked uh, hitchhiking with high heels. She's uh, a dom. You remember Udo Kier? Remember Suspiria, the, the guy that shows up towards the end of the movie and just gives this great speech and leaves? He He's in the sex book, Udo, mm -hmm. Udo Kier, who passed away recently. Interesting so, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting book. It's it's metallic. The cover is uh, it's an oversized book and it's metal covers with like a spiral binding, uh -huh. which is of course falls apart almost immediately. And it's buried <laughs> in my bookcase somewhere. <laughs> so now, like we're seeing the contrast of Madonna street smarts with classy Worthington bridesmaids. You know, so she just crashes the bridal party. Well, he's got to go there because he has to make arrangements for the wedding. Later on, he needs to go to a, um, a, a board meeting to see if they can get into the condo that they want. So yeah. he, she's something he has to do. He's got to get her to the bus. That's 
his mission, but he still has his arrangements for the wedding. So that's how he bumps into the two worlds. He hit Wendy Worthington on the ass. By the way, Wendy Worthington, you might know her from um, uh, 16 Candles. Here she is. Do you remember in 16 Candles, the the guy, the the king of the nerds, like a, a beautiful girl, like falls in love with him? She was the boyfriend oh. of the Molly Ringwald. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Her. Wait a minute. Is she the one that the farmer sleeps with when she's unconscious? The farmer? Well, Michael Anthony Hall. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't, Mike. Uh, Mike, you're saying that she was sexually assaulted, that that he she was asleep and he fucked her? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that happened in 16 Candles. They yeah, had a romance. That's what I'm saying. It was consenting. Well, she was awake. Huh. Well, she was I mean, Molly Ringwald wrote an article years ago in, in uh, New York Times talking about revisiting her movies, watching it with her own daughter, and the scene where uh, Bender sticks his head into her into her pants, you know, into her dress, uh-huh. and how she had to talk to her uh, kid about it. And then she's like, in that movie, there is a scene where like there's a passed out girl, and one of the cool guys like you could have her, like they trade her. Oh. And, and like she wakes up and she's like, oh, I think it was great. So in this well, essay that, that she wrote. Happen. Go ahead. Oh, and she, uh, Molly Ringwald talks to the actress and the actress is like, no, it wasn't like that. And then later she wrote back saying, you know what? I thought it over and I think you're right. Okay. So she, she was drunk in the car and I thought they had a consensual I think it's like this, like, oh, that was great after the fact, but it's just not the way it would really be felt. Okay, that's kind of gross. Today, she's a real estate agent. Um, She still appears on TV, even up until 2019, but her main job is being a real estate agent. Cool. She was in Home Alone 3. She was in Gremlins 2. She was in 16 Candles. All right, I'm skipping ads. We are now at 56 minutes exactly, starting now. Got a lot of ads. You want to count them down again? Just yeah, all right. So, people, I'm going to count it down at 56 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, we are, all right, so 16, 17, 18, 19. Boom. We're in New York City with Madonna. We are in New York City with Madonna, and why don't you turn it on just for one second? He doesn't want to admit it because he's a lawyer. Hey! I call up. I'm driving. Hey! Hey! <laughs> oh! oh so when you watch this movie several times, uh-huh. was Madonna's acting like a demerit, like her voice, where you're yeah. just like, I'm done with it? Yeah, and she's not pretty. She's not pretty, you know? I what mean, she's supposed she she's supposed to be this um you know what i mean like these women in these films that you just fall in love with them they just right she doesn't have that she well no it's a screwball comedy so she's young she's young and that makes her a pretty girl but she's not beautiful at all she's why are we having this conversation she's madonna she's gorgeous the end Okay, so right. he's but, on his way to the co-op meeting. 
<laughs> He's shooting off a gun outside yeah. of Trump Tower. Now, here's uh, Wendy being like, I'm sure she, he'll be right. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Here's Loudon saying, I'm sure Wendy will be right along because Wendy's late for the co-op thing. And this looks very bad. If they want in this building, they don't even respect them to be on time. So Madonna yeah. will step in pretending to be the wife. Do you think when uh, you're in an elevator with Griffin Dunn, you think he turns and he says, going done? <laughs> going done, my good man. Uh, wait, um, love in an elevator, Griffin Dunn yep. went up. <laughs> going up when I'm Griffin Dunn. Going. Yeah, this isn't working. No. Now, listen, if you're... Beyonce is not interested. <laughs> right, exactly. Ottoman. There are many worthy residents of Wellington. I can't believe I put on my white tie and tails for this. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. This is like for the wedding. Who dresses for their wedding early in right, the day? Right, you're hopping on the day of the wedding and you get out there. Run, Griffin. Peter Griffin. <laughs> Look at that. See, that's Jim Carrey quality pratfall right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you used to see him in After Hours. He goes full, completely yeah. broken that film. Oh, yeah. Practical effect, right? Real animal. Yes. He got skin knees, I'm sure. Oh, I'm a big fan, Madonna. Cougar's like, what's Prince like <laughs> during breaks? Okay. So now they're getting her ready to look like the presentable. There's the Cartier. It's funny. In the film, they were talking about Cartier, but they're clearly in Tiffany's. The Cartier necklace, which was bought for Cougar. Uh-huh. Is she wearing leather? Yeah. It's the best they could do. Oh, Hello. Me. Problem at all. Please take a seat. <laughs> what? No, come on. That, you wouldn't even hear anything. I want to wait to. All right. Private school. <laughs> you got to see me spend money to really appreciate me. No. Martin, I see here. Hello, oh, Worthington Ferris. <laughs> you can see me hovering over the the, the mute button. Yeah, and can I tell you something? He is daddy's right hand. And left hand. <laughs> He's both the daddy's hand. Is this fun? Is this funny? I don't know. I mean, uh, I could see Zach Galifianakis saying this she said, and me laughing. Yeah, right. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. knock. Oh, Madonna's telling a knock-knock joke. Boo. <laughs> don't cry, we'll take the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's weird to see last week. Griffin Dunn really reacted. No, no, I mean, she I, did the joke well. You know, she laughed. I, at I credit him more than her because yeah. he really cracked up. He holds ah, this movie Cougar. together for sure. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not a tiger. Well, who would say it's a tiger, right? That has the distinctive stripes. Frosted Flakes is well known. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Frosted Flakes would have been the giveaway. You're like feeding of uh, Fruity Pebbles. Huh. How, would you like some Frosted Flakes? <laughs> I, 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 will, I will prove that Baby is a tiger. Baby, what do you think of Frosted Flakes? <laughs> You're right. It's the Pip and the Fat Man, my favorite show. Oh, they got the whole bridal part, uh, the bride maids. Now, the bride maids have been kidnapped, as has Wendy, okay, by the bad guys. They want that safety deposit box key. Cops, 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 finally. Oh, press. Paparazzi. Do you Madonna, know I heard you're shooting a video. Uh, I heard you're shooting a movie right now. Is that true? <laughs> there was a huge celebration. Uh, there was a... Okay, here it is. Pre-release celebration. Okay, Warner Brothers did not arrange for an advanced screening because they believe Madonna's appeal would draw moviegoers. The pre-release celebration was held in 1987, August, Times Square. 10,000 people were there. Um, the police closed off 43rd and 44th Street. She was late by an hour, right? Isn't that such a rock star thing to do? Yeah. And, but, it, but it apparently was a very successful day. And they were noticing that people in the crowd weren't dressed up as Madonna like they used to because her image had changed from that um, you know, girls used to copy her when she first came out. Yeah, and they you said can still that, see that style in here—the peroxide blonde, yeah, uh, the natural eyebrows, yeah, yeah. It's just not as elaborate. Wait, gotta wait till your wedding night. Now, what's funny is like the film was a bomb, a total bomb, and they like people just didn't talk to Madonna about it. Like they just wouldn't bring it up. Uh huh. The film was released to 944 theaters, extra 66 being added later. So that's a thousand theaters around the country. That's oh, skip ad. Skip I can't. Ad. I, the video skip will play ad. after ads, and the video doesn't play after ads. It's another ad usually. Yeah. Why would they say that if it's ad ads plural? Two? Is it ads plural? No, video will play after ad. Well, I guess the two ads count as ad. I, They're amorphous. Uh, that's uh, it, it, grammatically, it's really ad I is the plural. Addy. Okay, so we're at 104 exactly starting now. I will count down to 104.15 and when it occurs. So get yourself synced up to 104.15 seconds. Look, New York. And 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Hey, we're at Lincoln Center. <laughs> Now, initially, things were looking good. Like in the opening weekend, it was two and a half million. Um, and but the 60 percent declined the very next week. And Madonna like would rationalize it. She goes, I think the movie did badly in America because I upstaged it with my tour. People were confused right. about the connection between the record and the tour. Yeah, the tour was called the Who's That Girl Tour, wasn't it? Right. I also think there are people who didn't want me to do well in both fields. I really right. had to 
uh, right, right, Michael? She didn't make good movies. It no, wasn't she hasn't people really didn't made... want her to be successful. So, so crowds didn't come because people didn't want her to be successful? Yeah. So, you know, people, you make fun of celebrities. And if you're a big pop star and you make a movie, it's a vanity project. Or, you know, not every single movie is going to be Purple Rain. It's going to be Give My Regards to Broad Street. Or I think they've just made fun of her as an actress, like that she can't act. And yeah. that's always been kind of the push. Uh, and, you know, she's really been drastically working against that, you know. Uh, James so. Foley accepted the failure of the film, wishing he could have rewritten the script. He remembered he met Madonna at a hotel lobby. She just looked at me once and said, so it's a flop, right? And that's the only time she ever mentioned the film. Sean Penn never talked about the film in front of her. <laughs> well, he, that's because it's not in it. He should never talk about Shanghai Surprise, which is worse. Yeah, which is much worse. I wanted to mention... Uh, this is co-written. Not only did Andrew write uh, co-write it, but he wrote with Ken Finkelman, who during the 80s was kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, he was a, more of a director than... He was both a director and a screenwriter. He's Canadian, and he was probably best known for uh, 80s kids in America for directing Airplane 2, the sequel, and Grease 2. Right. And Head Office. He directed a film called Head Office with Rick Moranis. 1985. Playing... Yeah. Yeah. That's a terrific film. Now, Rick Moranis was in it, like you said, and he and Rick Moranis, that was their start together in Canadian television. The huh. film was called, you mentioned it before to me, The Newsroom. It was a TV show on Canadian television, not connected, nothing to do with the HBO show that had the same name. And it's, uh, it's kind of like, like The Office, you know, that look, Ken Fickleman is this terrible boss. And it's at a Canadian newsroom. And at one point in a couple seasons, the main character, the newscaster gets shot in the head. And uh, the station gets taken over in another episode. It's yeah. a fun show. If you have a chance to see it. Getting you know, shot Carl, in the head. He, uh, oh, it's hysterical. No, he, look, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Look at her now. Look at her. Okay. She's great. No. Is she lighting up the screen with her beautiful dress on? Uh, that butt can't, won't quit. The butt won't quit? Okay. She's got the butt. All now right. look at her, though. Is this... She's got look, the hips. When, when Marilyn Monroe was on screen... She was voluptuous and beautiful. You were, you, she had charisma. Look at that face. Is this the same? Carl, Come I on, know I... about Marilyn Monroe. I saw that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. We know no, everything. Madonna, I hear you. There's something a little off. It's just because I, I think like the acting, like Griffin can connect to the scene and she tends to feel like, I mean, she's part of the scene right now, but she does seem a little distant sometime. And I think maybe that's, I don't know. I'm I think she's beautiful about in this her film. physical appearance and her appeal. I think she's beautiful in this she's film. She's got an ugly smile. <laughs> I have an ugly smile. Well, that's true, but you're not exactly lighting up the screen. You were great when you got <laughs> I your am wallet not. That is true. What I was am that not called? lighting up the screen. Thanks you for were, rubbing that in. You were great when you got your wallet stolen and you were all pissed off. What was that film? Oh, was that uh, 38 Geary? No. <laughs> no, no, it was a big oh. deal. It's streaming. Yeah, it's IMDb credit. 
Yes, that's right. It's on it's on Amazon Prime right now, The Thieves Code. The if you want to see code. Mike Spiegelman acting, check out The Thieves Code. The Thieves it's a good code. movie. San Francisco Noir Neo Noir. And you movie. lit up the screen on a people puzzler. That's right. So I do have IMD. I wonder if that's on my IMDB. I'm gonna check Carl. You know I'm on that IMDB. Is- no, not right now. Not right now. We're watching the film. No, I want to. <laughs> Look, it's, oh, no, it's all, Mike. If you're doing something, it's all. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I. You made it big. Carl. Okay, hands up, hands up. Don't touch the screen. Okay, I will. Oh, look, it's still playing. Okay, that's good. This is where the cougar will now live his life as an endangered species. And we're getting, ugh, 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 get her off the screen. And we're getting, um, I don't know, it's kind of wrapping up here that uh, he's like, I'm sorry, sir, I don't have your cougar for you. And he goes, well, your fiancé brought it. She goes, He goes, fiancé? And she shows up in her dress, you know. And so now we're having the, like... I'm not marrying that Wendy person. I'm marrying you. But then he'll change his mind again. You'll see. Yeah, like, does he have to marry Madonna? Can't they just go out to a movie or something? (laughs) Well, you know Madonna is a proper woman. Baby has a jewelry. That's from Cartier. It was bought for, well, his name's Murray. It was bought for Murray. Gotcha. Oh, down. Now, here we have an escort, I guess, because the rich uh-huh. guy is like, all right, we'll talk later. I'm going to go get laid, essentially. Yeah, so he's okay with that, but somehow this photo is so incriminating. I mean, no, this is a different guy. No, no, that's no, not. No, but I'm saying, movie. like, businessmen are pretty open with their affairs, so the photo can't be that. If his colleague is like, you know. I suppose. I suppose you're right. It could be Mr. something Bell. worse. Let's discover it together. Because <laughs> I saw this film so many times, and I, I, every time I miss that. In light of the bad publicity surrounding her and Penn, the very public failure of Shanghai Surprise, Madonna had persuaded producers Rosalind Heller and Bernard Williams, as well as Warner Brothers, that she was up for the part, and she wanted her friend James Foley to direct Foley had been Penn's best man in his marriage to Madonna, directed music video singles, Live to Tell, and Papa Don't Preach. Two classics. And listen, this really made James Foley because he had done At Close Range, this horrible film with Sean Penn. And I remember was, that movie. Yeah. And now he was going to work for Warner Brothers? Are you kidding? I'm a real director! Right. A little fluffy pop piece. Rothy Romance. Oh, oh, Murray. Yep. We're all in love. It's an older lady, but hey, she is a cougar, man. Oh, skip ad. I can't, Carl. I can't, Carl. The ad will end. All right. Skip for three. Two, we're going to skip it. AI bullshit. Okay. 112, exactly. In three, two, now. I'll let you guys know when it's 112 and 15 seconds. Uh, so we could psych up. So if you go to one hour, 12 minutes, we want 15 seconds. It's going to happen in Get psyched, people. 12, 13, 14, 15. We're walking down a hallway. 
Madonna was offered the lead role in Blake Edwards' comedy film Blind Date, opposite Bruce Willis, but she refused it in favor of Slammer. She said, The thing I had planned to do after Shanghai Surprise was Blind Date at TriStar. I was supposed to have the approval of the director and the leading band, but they didn't tell me they had already hired Bruce Willis. That just didn't work out. Yeah, can you imagine? They're both they're both uh, recording artists, so they probably have that jealousy. Okay, here we go. Uh, finally, we're at the bank. We're opening it up. I miss the eighties when you could smoke in safe deposit boxes. Uh, yeah, it's hard for people today to believe you could absolutely smoke in the bank in the vault yeah. of safety deposit boxes. You could right, smoke you got all these valuables in there, and you're fucking smoking up a storm. You could smoke while giving a birth to a baby. Those are the days. Okay, let's see what's inside. Manila envelope. Ooh, I like her little monkey bag. That's yeah, on I her have armor. Monkey bag. Oh, right. Yeah. You can't see the eyes right now because her uh, her arms covering it. But it's a little purse with a monkey head. I had some information. I think I deleted it about the person who did her, uh, like costumes and stuff. I shouldn't open my mouth. I don't have it. Come on, uh, what's in the envelope? Yeah, get to the envelope. I'm tired of looking Griffin Dunn's stubble. It's making me jealous. Now, do you see how we don't see what's in the envelope? Right. Uh, hey, you gotta stop eating that shit during stakeout. It'll kill you. <laughs> Go ahead, listen if you want. Uh, oh, here, I'll do it. Did you know that you're eating that will ruin your... Oh, leave me alone, bu. I'm getting a transfer. This thing's over. I'm a... This there is, it is why I don't you like partners. Oh, bad guys. cartoon guys! Yeah, with the bridesmaids. The other bad guy. He is a character actor, and he was in I don't know Hollywood Home Homicide, Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot, uh, other films. You know his face. It, you know, you name all these movies, and I'm like, bad guy played a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, gotta be a bad guy. Yeah. Look at that stubble. I'm so jealous. Now he's like, I'm getting married. I'm getting married. You're getting on a bus to Philadelphia. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't forget to wear your seatbelt. All right. Taking bus, gonna look. Act. That's it. Film is over. She's off to Philadelphia. The Yay. She, oh, here's my impression of James Foley, director James Foley. Act. Psst, act. Act. <laughs> All right, it's cut. I think we got it. Now we're in hot pursuit, right? All our uh, little characters are going to be... Yeah, everyone's going to end up together. So you, they've got kidnapped the, um, the bridesmaids and Wendy. Here's the wedding. Yeah. This is a lot like Blind Date 2, right? There was a wedding that he crashed. They had the dog Rambo. I never saw that. Uh, it's an interesting movie. I recommend it. 
You I mean, do? It, it, well, it's Mine Blake is. Edwards has Blake Edwards movies are a lot about alcoholism, right? Skin deep or whatever. And she goes crazy when she drinks. So I told you not to get me drunk. You know, it's an interesting movie. Definitely now, you mean Blind Bruce. Date or Blind Date 2? No, there was a sequel. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. I'm crossing it out. You must have said T-O-O, and I heard Blind Date 2. And I was like, oh, really? I got you. Look, yeah. she is, this is our Star Trek com connection, and she is lamenting the fact that she doesn't have a Rolls Royce anymore. She's got a piece of shit. Look how she's yeah. acting. She's act. Roll them and act and act. they still have the uh the rolls thing on the top right that's the first thing i would grab yeah that's because that's worth money yeah where is she she's on the bus sir good good kid operation prisoner shuttle oh yep good job yeah good white job. glove service the movie's over even the butler wears white gloves. That's embarrassing. They should have <laughs> coordinated better. Oh, this wedding's going to be exciting. Worthington. You're not supposed Wait, so you're supposed to see the bride before the wedding. You're not supposed to, but this is a circumstance, you know. Here's your foil. Oh, you're eepy. You're eepy. Foiled again. Curses. Curses. Does he have to fence to get married to her? I'm not sure about that. It's going to be part of um, like the wedding decorations or something. So at the way end, they'll both be swashbuckling. You'll see. Oh, here we are on the bus. Cause I, but our film is over. How come we're still? I know this movie's still going and it's done. She's on the bus. With B.B. King of all people. Wow. Who farted? Oh, she farted. Mm-hmm. Who let that rip? Who ripped one? What was the thing that that girl from the 60s was like? Oh, oh, shut up. I'll shut up. Here we go. Finally. Okay, here we go. Tapes. Incriminating evidence cassette side A. Newspaper. There's that picture we saw in the cartoon. Uh-oh. Daughter. Donald Trump. So what happened? What is the thing? What is... What's his crime? She dropped her cigarette from the bus. I don't know. Oh, lucky dog. Now she's discovered what the crime is, even though we haven't. And she's like, stop the right. bus! She's going to go to the wedding and expose him. But what's the crime? Wait a minute. The bus, that's, that's nuts. The, yeah, why would the bus U-turn? Man, if I was a bus driver and someone screamed something at me, I wouldn't be like, you got it. <laughs> right away, ma'am. Right away. Right away, screaming person on the bus. Uh, Shanghai Surprise, right? Madonna commented, she, she struggled to come to terms with the character in Shanghai Surprise because the innocence and repressed personality I was required to portray was at, so at variance with my own character in real life. Huh. Cops. Motorcycle cop. Right. Now, you know some of their face. Oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, wow. In this ben film. Affleck's in this one. I didn't ben know he was Affleck in this. Ben Affleck in this wow. Okay, 120, guys. We're 13 minutes before this movie ends. I'll let you know when we get to 120 in 15 seconds. Oh. Help. 
Follow those Brian maids. Okay. Uh, three, what, what, how two, are they? one, go. We're there. We're at one twenty fifteen already. He's how are they getting vows. married without bridesmaids? It's a little sus, right? I mean, like, you'd be like, something's missing. That's practical. <laughs> not really. They should have been more space. Oh, you're right. The effect. <laughs> that was not practical. That was not very practical. Sa There's a oh. taxi in the freeway? On the highway. I'm sorry. Every cab driver in this movie is like a New York City character actor. Yup, exactly right. Keystone Cops we just saw. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, so Bruce Willis stops her wedding in Blind Date. Right. Basically the same movie. That great actor, that comedic actor, was getting married to... Uh... Who's that girl? How come they didn't go? Who's that girl? Because it was no slammer. one said that this entire movie. Yeah, because it was slammer. Huh. Oh right, right. That makes sense. Hello. Slammer's not. A... Hello. Hello. I'm acting. Hello. Prince, let me in. Let me in, <laughs> Prince. I'm outside. Michael, I'm outside the gates. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I can see Neverland. Huh. Uh, I would not be... If I was on that bus, I'd be so angry. We. The parachute effect of her tutu, right? She did Help. jump. That must have been a stunt uh, Donna. Now, James Foley would go on to do Glengarry Glenn Ross. With Sean Penn. What? Wasn't Sean Penn in Glengarry Glenn Ross? Wasn't he one of the salesmen? No, no. He was the husband, wasn't it? No. He was... Ah, crap. Jack Lemmon. Al Pacino. Right. Alec Baldwin. Yes, of course. This watch is worth more than you make every year. <laughs> Hello, is there a wedding here? Wedding crasher. I've got a manila envelope. Singing telegram. I got a manila envelope. Oh um, man, who's those henchmen? <laughs> give us some give us the envelope, Nikki. <laughs> Sign sealed to deliver. Go ahead, let's listen a little bit. Sure, I love Kid Creole and the coconuts. Kid Creole? Wait a minute. Oh, hang on a sec, Carl. I'm looking at the wrong screen. Hang on. Oh, Creole and the coconuts? Right, right. Love, sweet love. Perhaps it really. Oh, hey, isn't that weird? Love. Burt Bacharach sings Love, Sweet, Sweet Love in the second Austin Powers movie, which Madonna sang right. Beautiful hey, Stranger and was in the place. video. What's going on here? What a connection. What a connection. Only on LWAFLMOYT. Oh, Wendy gave me the key. I had her in my cab once. <laughs> That's been a recurring gag I didn't bring up because it isn't funny. The taxi drivers always say that Wendy Worthington was in their cab and they would be like, you gave her a ride? And he goes, no, she was just in my cab. I don't know. Is it funny? 
Is that like saying Ivanka Trump was in my cab? Trunk? The trunk of your cab? Trump. Like saying, like, you know, New York. Uh-huh. Hey, black Hi, tie Mary. affair. Oh, no, a ferocious. Which one's the girl tiger? I can't figure it out. <laughs> well, this isn't 2023. It was 87. So you, it was the pink one. Was the... Yeah, it was pink. Uh, Koti Mundi, a member of Kid Creole and the Coconuts, Madonna's longtime friend. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. He's about four or five, I guess. Hey, they made it to the wedding. We're pretending. Up. 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 Whoop. Accordion. Oh, no. Is that oh. funny? Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny that they pulled it off. Yeah. They spared no expense. $20 million to make this $9 million grossing film. Wow, it grossed $9 million. Let me see if I'm right. I did that out of memory. Here no, no, I'm, I'm sure it's it seventeen to form. seventeen to twenty million dollars to make and seven point three million in sales. Character actor, yeah, I know. I'm interrupting things because that Worthington's a crook. Go ahead, and listen to her fake acting. All right, okay, this is it. This is the big moment. Well, tell me, it's not true. And he's in love with me. Oh. She's crazy. Look how she's dressed. <laughs> the guy with she the cigarette. I think he was in Your Highness uh, Toby something. The British guy. I'm pretty, I'll wait for the credits. Now, you... No one told me they'll be reading at this wedding. going anywhere. <laughs> Madonna, no. Think Whoa. of your career. Again, the parachute effect of her tutu. Whoop. Not believable. Uh, so tacky. You got to wait till the bride cuts it. <laughs> Hiya, chop. Now look, she we will get the trial. She will get the sword from earlier. Ha -ha! Right. Perfect cross. Yes. Swashbuckling. She's not performing? When is Madonna going on the stage? Yeah, when is she? Right. I, I didn't come here for a wedding. She came to perform the wedding. Oh, here comes the... Everyone off the bus. About time. Oh, she Here's... fell for the hunky guy. Yeah, well, I I haven't been bringing it up because we've been talking about, like, Shanghai Surprise and stuff, but yeah. there's this recurring thing where the UPS guy is just dumb as a rock, and but he's a hunk. And so Wendy's like, she would like to put the brain of Loudon in the hunk of this guy. You know, so she's just going for the hunk. Now they like the cops. Look. Oh, you like the cops. Weird. Look, cops the bus people get all the buffet food. Oh, here we go. Get into the groove. Borderline. Oh, they're so fine. Is anyone paying attention to the fight? Yeah, I guess. No. It's just something happening. Look at that. Loudon's doing his job. Dunn Griffin is... Oh, I can't do my loud and clear joke. Madonna took it. <laughs> Cops, do what? something. Now you're screwed. Oh, uh, now we're screwed. Thing. 
Skip ad. I can't, Jeepers, Carl. It's creepers. We're eight minutes. Uh, get it. Skipping it. You two, just Skip. let us finish this. All right, here we go. Yeah. We're at 128, literally five minutes before this movie ends. Fucking YouTube. Man. Uh, so tacky. And by the way, we'll get a cop. Mm. We do. Okay, so we're going to be at 15 seconds, one minute and 28, one hour and 28 minutes, 15 seconds now. Whew. That was a fun wedding. All right, turn it on because this is when he goes, forget the, forget the transfer. I my kids forget it. Sorry. Oh, we missed it. But... What'd you do without me anyway? No. <laughs> Wait, do they the cops work with the bad guys? No. They're arresting. Oh, they're gonna kiss. Yes. Madonna movie, it's okay. Madonna approves. Oh. Wait, what's going on? Why did, they don't have a cop car? No. And they so tied the bad guy to the roof, and now they're gonna make out in front of them. Exactly. Uh, Ooh, the graduate. Remember the graduate, Carl? Carl yeah, the graduate. That's right. That was the first time I think someone interrupted a wedding. Am I right? And that became a thing in movies. I. That is a great question. If I could think of a no, there must be like some kind of black there and white classic. Be. There must be. Yeah. Yeah. No, if anybody in the room has any objections <laughs> before, <laughs> speak now. No. Oh, they're gonna kiss, the and the lipstick, the lipstick. Oh, the lipstick. Who's? Oh, here comes the music. Who's that? We're smart to put this in the end credit. <laughs> Oh, and that is unbelievable. See, the last chord isn't right. Wait a minute. I wanted to watch Murray get run over by a car. All right, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, we are done. Does uh, the cougar die? Does the cougar die.com. Carl, we're not getting an animated sequence at the end. We just have clips. Like, Still. you remember that scene? Hey, you remember those guys? Remember this part? That hey, was you remember so that cool. part? Loudon, oh, please help me, Loudon. You remember this scene? Which she was not smoking? Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Next. This is on Claudia. I, I, I mean, I, it's vintage Madonna and Griffin, vintage acting Griffin. I'll give it that much. I don't think the direction was bad. Right? James Foley did a decent job getting this movie rolling. It just wasn't good. Well, I so. mean, no, but he did not get the ball rolling. I mean, it was Madonna who said, this guy's my director. And they said, okay. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it had like a, I don't know, the movie had a, a, a bit of a snap to it, a bit of a pop. The New York City background worked well. They really yeah. were able to use New York well. and So. All right, well. Wait, so what's just, your answer? You liked it? I like it. I like Who's That Girl? It's not the worst movie. Well, Shanghai Surprise, I didn't like it all. <laughs> I'm waiting to see if anything happens. I'm waiting for the end, the post-credit photo. Wonder there is no Marvel Cinematic Universe ending. Guys, guys, you got you to gotta stay till the end to see an exclusive photo at the end of the post-credits. Of my vag. 
this was way earlier than wait when was the book do you remember when the book was yeah like 93 i think oh okay so this is pre-book okay chapel of love surfing bird papa um mau mau so let me see if those guys i was thinking of are in it nope i guess not Every character actor I mistaken. All right. Well, there's Stanley Toots, second dock worker. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, I, I never caught him in all the times I saw this. And I was looking at around the third time because I had done the research at that point. And right. there were a lot of character actors I just didn't bother with because they were just replete with them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, we're still looking at oh, the credits. The guy we, yeah, was in. Um, he was in total recall. He was the doctor who showed up to go, this is this is in your mind. I don't know. There were a lot of character actors. Oh, and Murray as Murray. <laughs> what about Murray's girlfriend? There's Not as Murray. baby. Oh. She, yeah. Okay. On IMDb, her, it says uncredited. Murray? Oh, yeah. She, no, Murray's girl. Date? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Carl. I'm going to... Ooh, stop sharing that Madonna movie. <laughs> we want to thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed Who's That Girl or enjoyed us talking over the movie. We will be back next Sunday at 2 p.m. on mutinyradio.fm, and then we will post that night as a podcast will drop, and then we will also have a YouTube video of this. YouTube, thanks for keeping this video up. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. Uh, I know we we have a movie pick for next week, but we'll tell you guys about it next week. <laughs> so, right? I guess. You want to yeah. tell? Go ahead, tell, right. I guess. We're doing... Oh, you don't remember? Well, I know one of the ones we're doing. Well, we're doing I think it's one. the Kaufman one is next. Is it? Kaufman? Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Oh, that's right. Heart bleeps. Can is you that next, it? though? Yeah, next week okay. we're watching, believe it or not, Heart Bleeps. Now, this movie I read about 100 million times, and I, I knew when it came out. It's just hard to find, and I've been looking for several years on YouTube. My buddies just told me where it was. It's uh, one hour and 17 minutes, and it seems like it's cut, but we'll watch it next week. Uh, I don't want to look for the trailer. Okay, just, Yeah. No, I don't. So if you guys want to watch that movie beforehand yes. and get yourself prepped, you can. If you want to watch Madonna without us talking? I guess you can. Some songs we probably talked over. Michael says uh, thumbs up. Ebert says thumbs down. Thumbs down. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. See you guys next week. Thank you, Muni Radio. Don't forget to donate at Venmo at Muni Radio. We'll talk to you. Bye. It's 
6 o'clock. It's Friday night. You're at mutinyradio.fm and .sf, and it's time for Happy Hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the internet, streaming, and everywhere else that exists with comedy. Happy Friday. Yay! You're all here. We're all here. It's four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn at three. I try to do it on a punchline so that it doesn't disturb you too much, <laughs> the scary clown horn. Uh, but we're going to do those sets, and it's going to be really fun, and we're going to be each other's audience because it doesn't look like there's any people with souls in here today. But usually people come by, and they're like, oh, the comedy, what's going on? And then there's real people here sometimes, too. So, yay. Thanks for being here, though, and be nice to each other as audience. And clap your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. It's Kelly Evans. Yay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hell yeah. I decided not to go home for the holidays. Give it up for me. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Every time I'm there, I just end up missing here, you know? And so, you know, in order to get a piece of home, I sometimes have to walk outside and take a shit on the sidewalk, you know? And that's, I bring a piece with me. You know what I mean? Um, If you don't know, I'm from Texas. Uh, That's how they say it. You have to say it with a little bit of racism, you know? That's how (laughs) it's Texas, you know? Like, you just don't really. You're not quite sure about Chinese people. You know what I mean? That's how, no offense. Um, no, it is a very racist place, though. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of. Anyway, um, I don't know if you know this about the South, but it's racist. And, uh, I mean, so much so, in fact, there are some people who think the South is going to rise again. That's like a statement they say in, in Mississippi. The South shall rise again. Like, not with those test scores. Man, you know, have you seen... The science and math scores, like, you got to be able to spell secession to do secession, I'm pretty sure. Tight. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, I, I, speaking of racism, um, I was in an Uber the other day, and the driver was like, Chinese people can't drive. And he was Korean, so that was weird, you know? I was like, turns out white people are the only one feeling bad about racism. We are. Other races are just living it up, you know? They're just having a great time. It's just a wild thing to say, go back to where you came from when you're also not from here, you know? This shit was weird. Um, I, uh, see, I used to do OxyContin. Thank you, I'm a hero. Um, yeah, I did Oxy, and I stopped doing it because my family was upset. And, um, so I, you know, once I kind of got off drugs, I was like spending a lot more time with them. You know, I actually learned something. I should have kept doing the oxy. I should have just kept doing, yeah, my family sucks. They are, it was not worth it, honestly. Um, I'd rather be an addict. Uh, all right, I'll finish on this last thing because it's long. Um, uh, my friend is about to have a baby. And, uh, so he's actually going to be stay at home because his wife has a much more successful job than he does. Uh, yeah. Makes him a loser. A fucking, yeah. No, he's a hero. He's a hero. Way to go. It is weird when he breastfeeds though. You know, that is awkward for everybody. Um, I just, the thing that annoys me is we were at the baby shower and somebody was like, uh, being a parent is the hardest job in the world. And I was like, it's not a fucking job, man. I've never got a job where it came with placenta. You know, I'm just saying it's not, it's not why we keep calling it a job. I know that makes stay home parents feel better, but it's, it's way harder than any fucking job. Like if I had a job that made me clean shit up and show up early constantly, I would flush it down the toilet. Do you know what I mean? that too dark that was too i knew pam would like that one all right that one was just for pam anyway i just yeah i've never cared about a job the way you probably care about being a parent you know 
Um, also, uh, become ironically, becoming a parent is way easier than getting any job. There's no drug test or tests at all. You can just, uh, yeah, you just easily become. I never become. I never got a job because I was just too horny one time. And I didn't pull out. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. You're the CEO now. You know, that's never, never fucking happened once, man. Although it would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty tight if it worked that way. I would love to come early and then get a job for it. Um, also, the thing is, you can quit a job. You know, you can't quit. But you can quit being a coal miner. And people are very, congr they're congratulatory. They're like, hey, good for you. You know, you're retired. If you quit being a parent, all people have is questions. That is it. You're just like, think about how much more free time I have. You're like, where the fuck are your kids, man? All right, that was uh, very high energy. Thank you very much. Have fun. Uh, I'll see you later. Where the fuck are your kids? Yay, Kelly Evans. Yay. Yay, Kelly Evans. Kids are gross. Uh, your next comedian, a super funny guy. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Devontre Coleman. Cool. Well, can you hear me? Why did you sit on the stool instead of one of the chairs? Like, <laughs> you just wanted to be all the way in the back. Oh, yeah. All right. Joke time. Uh, I think we should bring back slavery simply because I'm tired of having to clean my own apartment. I don't think black people should be the slaves. I think uh, white Uber drivers should be the slaves. Um, I say that, but I'm not racist. I, uh, I'm not racist. I, I, I know that racism is wrong. We can all agree that racism is wrong, right? Cool, yeah. But that was, a, that was low energy. I'm leaving as soon as I'm done. All racism is wrong, but it's not all bad. There are some perks to racism. Like, personally, my favorite perk is that because of racism, random white couples will never ask me to take pictures of them with their phone. Uh, yeah, racism could have stopped a lot of things. Like, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, he's been in media lately. He could have been stopped with just a sprinkle of racism. Because if you don't know, he killed 17 men of color. Like, 17 minority men. If he was just a little bit more racist, it would have only been two white men, Max. Because the police care about white people. Um, Y'all like video games? Make some noise if you like playing video games. Woo, this is a high-energy crowd. This is my favorite. I like video games, um, but I don't like being called a gamer. I feel like that's our N-word. It's actually way worse because no one's ever called me a gamer as a term of endearment. They usually use the hard R. Uh, yeah. I would prefer if people outside of the gaming community referred to us as people of games. Cool. Uh, yeah. I need to lose weight. Because I like big girls. And it's weird because when, when you're skinny and you date bigger women, it's like you're being adventurous and she's accomplishing something. But have you ever seen two big people on a date? It, it just looks like they both settled. Uh, yeah. I uh, I recently found this new diet. It's called the Jurassic Diet, where you eat what you think the dinosaurs would have eaten. I don't think it's going to work, though, because I genuinely believe the dinosaurs would have enjoyed Oreos. Um, are we a sex-positive crowd? We we believe in sex work and all that. Make some noise. Yeah, we, we, we. yeah I think we need to shed more light on the real heroes, though. Those are the sex volunteers. Because without them, we'd be miserable. Um... You all, you all believe in like exploring your sexuality, right? 
I've been exploring my sexuality lately And the older I get The more I realize that My sexual preferences Are on the default settings Like uh, Freaky shit Actually isn't cool to me anymore I recently got invited To my first orgy And I don't really know How I feel about that Cause to be invited To an orgy Strangers have to think You look like you attend orgies Yeah I don't know If I'm supposed to watch Or join in But uh, I'm gonna find out On Saturday uh, I'm gonna end on uh, This chug that Ian loves uh, So Though, like, I know that freaky shit isn't my forte because, like, dirty talk scares me. Because when you're too good at dirty talk, it becomes, like, intimidating. I was with this lady recently, and in the heat of the moment, she said to me, she said, I want you to fill me up with so much cum that it seeps out of my pores. Like, first of all, I definitely got to get tested after this. But also, like, that wasn't improvised. She practiced that in front of a mirror for, like, weeks. Also, I didn't want her to like be upset with me. Like I want I wanted her to stay in the zone. So the first thing I thought of, I said, and I said, yo, after fucking with a nigga like me, you're gonna need a dermatologist. And yeah, thank you. I'm Devontra. Devontra Coleman, yay. I understand about those practiced lines. I was hey, I was on the bus and um some children behind me, they were probably fifteen year old guys. They, one of them said to another one, I came so hard on her chest, I knocked the wind out of her. I was like, you did not. You haven't come on anything but your own chest, you fucking child. I did not say that to the child. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna. What the fuck is up, guys? Hey. Hey, Spencer. Nice to see you, Hagrid. Anyways, uh, hey. My name is Jared, one of Pam's abortions that came to life. Yep, uh, following in mom's footsteps. Uh, wish she acknowledged my existence. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, uh, so uh, recently, uh, I was having sex with a guy. Thank you, Josh. Uh, he forgot to pull out. Now he's CEO of my startup. Uh, I don't know. Just riffing off Kelly said. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you always want to see Brave, I can do more than just that. No? Okay. Anyways, you know what? I have stuff to work on. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I was uh, popular in high school. Uh, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park. And a car hit me as I was crossing the street. Yeah, you know, Spencer. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. My grandma once told me that smoking weed would put me in a hospital. I didn't think it would involve a Kia Sorento. Um, it was really hard to walk. I was in a full body cast and a wheelchair. But it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to the hottest girl I saw and just guilt-tripped the shit out of her. At first, it didn't work, but eventually she caved in when I reminded her about the charges I filed for hitting me in the first place. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, all right, we're going to segue into porn jokes. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was brave, too? Fuck yeah. Uh, um, uh... Uh, okay, uh, what was this? forgot how this joke went. 
Thanks, Spencer. I, thanks for uh, covering me blanking out here. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I don't really... Uh, uh, as a Gen Z person, I'm really grateful for all the resources the internet has provided me. Not worried, worried about any desensitization. And when I really mean resources, I mean porn. Um, um, I'm really glad I grew up with porn, you know. Uh, I was talking to uh, one of my older millennial friends, and he said that one time growing up he had no access to porn, so he just drew a picture and masturbated to it. Yeah, um... It sounds like a really insane thing to do, but I got to give the man credit. He has artistic talent that really did look like his stepmom. Uh, um, yeah, but uh, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad I have porn because uh, I don't have to run into that same problem. Uh, because I, because I, if I want to watch porn, I can just go on the internet and I can find his stepmom everywhere. Uh, okay, maybe there's something there. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to be like, uh, maybe there's something there. I want to be like Mr. Miyagi to my kid. Uh, I love the karate kid. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to teach him to do chores until he learns a very important lesson at the end. But, uh, it, this is not going to be for self-defense It's going to be for something different. Uh, when he's finally having sex with his girlfriend, he's finally going to be, you know what to do. And I don't know how the fuck that joke's going to, that joke's going to go. I, 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 I'm going to work on that one, but you know what? Give it up for all the comics in the room. Give it up for Pam, and uh, have a good night, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Jared Zena. He's so brave. Jared, um, are, you, are you brave enough to eat one of my cheese? I made these Georgian cheese breads. They have 60 milligrams of weed. Yesterday, I was so high. It's just, yeah, I'll get it out of the bag for you in a sec. Um, um, hold on. So, yeah, you're, you're brave enough. To do it. It's 60 minutes. Yeah, that's why yesterday at the bar on Dolores, Mike, I was in a supine position. I was like reclined the entire, I couldn't get up. And everyone had to hand me the microphone because I was like, I can't do it today. I can't stand up and down. Um, all right, your next hit was, they're really strong. Just be careful. Maybe don't eat the whole thing. I don't know. 6D, 6-0. Well, you could do, good luck. It's, it tastes so good, it's kind of hard not to. Your next comedian, so lovely. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. Yo, what's up? Jared's going to eat that edible and we're not going to hear from him ever again. <laughs> you know where you're going to be? You're going to be living on Van Ness if you eat that fucking edible, bro. And not in an apartment complex. Um, all right, there he goes. Oh, shit. You just scarf it. Let him live a little bit. Jared's got Jared needs excitement. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you get taller, Jared. <laughs> okay, I gotta tell a joke now. Okay. Uh, there's a um, there's a very interesting divide between my generation and my parents' generation. Um, it comes up a lot. People are always talking about it, but. For me, it, 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 it's like I get in arguments with like my aunts and uncles about generational stuff like all the time. And it's like really annoying because the way I look at it, it makes sense that I don't know things from the 70s, but when I tell them about things happening now, it like blows their fucking mind. It's, it's so weird. Like I was talking to my uncle the other day 
And I told him, I was like, I've actually never written a letter before. And he was like, what the fuck are you fucking talking about? He, he treated me like I was like a, in a psych ward. He thought I was insane. And then I showed him how to find Google on his phone. And he was like, whoa, Steve Jobs. Sorry we can't all be tech geniuses. I just feel like there's like a disconnect. And then he turned around. He was like, you don't know the lead actor from Gilligan's Island, you fucking idiot. I'm like, no. I don't know that, actually. It's just, I don't know. I, I, it happens to me all the fucking time. And directions are another one. I get it. You know, I do get it. Like, my parents' generation. Directions is everything. Direction you, To get everywhere, you need it. Whoa! God damn. I was, I was in such a good flow, too. I'm going to blame that on Jared. Um, anyway, rewind. Um, it's your directions were like a big deal. I get it. <laughs> I need to get this out. Uh, yeah, it was, I get it. That's like, that's how you do it. Everything was directions. You take this, you do this, you do this. My dad, every time I go anywhere, he's like, this is what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to go down 280. And once you hit the East Bend Turnpike, you're going to take the third exit. And all I hear when he's saying that is like, <laughs> like the parents from like the fuck par parents from Charlie Brown, you know, and they go like wah wah wah. Like, it's nothing. There's there's no, I'm not retaining any of the information. He's saying it just like wah 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 wah, and I, and then I'm like I'm just gonna put it into Google Maps. God, I wish I caught that better, but it's okay. And then I I just feel I also feel like when you reach the age of 65, you, you should like lose all privileges to the internet. I think that's that's what I think. I just don't, I don't know if there's anyone at that age that's doing any good on the internet. Like, I'll post something on my Instagram, and, like, my great aunt in Foster City will, like, comment on it. She'll be like, hey, Ian, looking handsome. How's the weather out there? Things are good here in Foster City. Me and Uncle Mike just settled down in our new home. Would love to see you sometime soon. Much love to the parents. And I'm like, I didn't need to know any of that, this is Instagram, and I just posted a dick pic, so that was so stupid. Um, actually, I think that's all I wanted to do, so I'm just going to give my time back. Thank you, everybody. The very generous Ian Langlands. Yay, Ian. He has new jokes. That's exciting. Oh. If we want to have a mustache growing contest, you guys, I am definitely going to win that one. Uh, your next comedian, I pluck mine. I don't know if you shave. Uh, I, don't, I don't shave anything, it's but I pluck. Yeah, it's no, no shave November, right? Is that what it is? Beard out November? Oh, <laughs> amazing. Your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. I don't think I'm ever going to emotionally recover from me and being mean to me. I don't think I can handle it. Uh, I went to Dolores Park this last weekend. I saw this magician there. The incomparable Ivan. That dude was better than... Wait, no. He was worse than... Fuck, I can't. I can't do it. So fucking dumb, because incomparable means you can't. Anywho, uh, if you listen to Kanye West, you might think that Jews run the world. Uh, but if you listen to Beyonce, you know who run the world? Girls, Yeah. So if you ever meet a Jewish woman, you do what the fuck she tells you. All right, Jewish women. Uh, Jews are a lot like pineapple pizza, you know? Like half the world hates them. No one really knows why. 
Like, they're a bit of an acquired taste, but they're sweet enough when you get to know them. They're no pepperoni for obvious reasons. All right, this is going well. Um, I am Jewish. Uh, I keep kosher because it says to in the in the thing, and um, I don't know. Like I I keep kosher, but no one really knows if like that's the rule, right? Like I feel like it would suck if I got up to heaven and God was just like, you, why didn't you have bacon? That you need that to get in. That's why we made it taste so good. Why didn't you do this? Okay, cool. I'm trying out new fucking shit. Um. You know what? Fuck this. We're gonna do um, more Jewish stuff. I'm Jewish. Uh, my girlfriend's Asian, which means that when you come to visit our place, you have to take off your shoes. Uh, but you can complain about it as much as you want. You know. In fact, it's required. To make direct. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's something different. Devontae's giving me a look like he's trying to like stare through my chest cavity. And I don't know. Do you have like laser vision or something you're working on? Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Patrick Go Namaste Every Monday at 6pm It's Joke Workshop Streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm Lift the veil From your third eye On joke creation And what it takes to be a stand-up comic In the five Shakasanas Of San Francisco's comedy scene This all-ages open mic Invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Bottomus Spiderman. 
When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then right. Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The... Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 278.21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fr- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it at half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D-Fap. Acid and fapping, fapping and acid. Acid and fapping, fapping. 
thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast. You can listen. Ha ha ha!